0: Hello and welcome to the Heaven Bound podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus and we are opening the Bible in search of fuel for your spiritual journey. This is where we talk about life the way it was meant to be and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus in the 21st century. Wherever you are, thanks for joining us on the journey today.
1: Well, we're glad to have all of our listeners with us and this month is uh, April. Spring is in the air. It's time of Getting outside a little bit more. The, the weather's getting warmer. The flowers are up. We're mowing our yards. And it brings the idea for a lot of people of doing some serious spring cleaning. Time to wash those windows, go through those closets, clean out that garage. And, and it's the time when we do that, we toss a lot of stuff. If you've got little kids, you find out there's things that they've outgrown or there's toys they no longer play with. And even as adults, we, we look in that, closet full of clothes and we look at stuff i haven't put that on in three years we think well it's time to hit the road with that stuff And, and that leads us to this series we're doing this month called spring cleaning And with that in mind, there are things in our hearts that we need to get rid of. We need to toss. Sadly, we sometimes keep holding on to those, like those old clothes from high school that no longer fit, but we keep them around. And last time in our series, we talked about anger and how we need to deal with anger and get it out of our lives. Today, another topic that just seems to really just hang around is the idea of the past, now, every one of us has a past, and we all have a history, but sometimes that past can really color our present and really affect our future, and not being able to let go of the past can be something that really is hard for a lot of people to do. And so in this lesson today, we really want to look at two aspects of this. The first aspect we want to talk about is how our past oftentimes brings up regrets, uh, you get older in life, and you look back, and, and maybe as a parent, maybe I just wasn't there enough for my kids, or maybe we didn't have the the spiritual intention that we should have had when my kids were smaller. Or, or you, as you look at your walk with Jesus, maybe you you realize there's been a lot of times I just kind of mumbled and fumbled around. And I wasn't really serious with the Lord. Maybe there's a period in my life when I was off in the wilderness and I should not have been there. And so we look to our past, and there are regrets. And unlike watching an old movie, we can't hit the pause button, we can't hit the rewind and go back and redo it. It's past. And how do we deal with that? Sometimes that past has haunting memories for us. It just something that keeps people awake at night, and it really bothers a lot of people. And so when it comes to spring cleaning we're getting that – broom out and we're doing some throwing away we need to put the past in there as well. So let's let's talk about that a little bit Jason.
0: Yeah, I you mentioned a moment ago that we all have pasts. We all know what it is to regret and to remember, hopefully to learn from our past. But one of the things that stands out to me is every single character in the Bible we can read about with the exception of one, had regrets, right? If they grew into adulthood, if they had any length of life whatsoever, Uh, some of the great heroes, men and women of faith that we look to, uh, some who are even mentioned in passages like Hebrews chapter 11, they all had pasts. If somehow we could sit down with them over lunch or coffee today, uh, some of them might wonder what in the world coffee was, but you get the idea. Uh, They would all tell us about pasts, right? past things they wish they had done differently. Uh, When we started first brainstorming about this particular lane for this series, at least in my mind, the character that just springs immediately to the forefront for me is the man that we call today the Apostle Paul right? And there are a variety of places where he talks about his past. I'll just read one to get us kicked off. In Acts chapter 26, he's standing before King Agrippa, and he's given the opportunity to testify about who he is and how he ended up where he was. And he says in verse 9, speaking of his past, I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things in opposing the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And I did so in Jerusalem. I not only locked up many of the saints in prison after receiving authority from the chief priests, but when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. And I punished them often in all the synagogues and tried to make them blaspheme and in raging fury against them I persecuted them even to foreign cities. This is why Paul would describe himself in 1 Timothy chapter 1 as the foremost or the chief of sinners, right? We know that God radically Turned the life of this man around. But, Roger, it sure does seem significant for our discussion that God, when he saved Paul and
1: made him an example of salvation... He didn't wipe his memory clean. Absolutely. And, you know, as Paul's telling the story, he's telling somebody who really doesn't know him. And he could have rewritten history. He could have colored it to make him look pretty good. He could have just kind of denied those, those parts and just skipped right over those and just made it look like he was just a great guy all along. And he didn't. Uh, the truth is the truth. And, again, sometimes... Uh, that hurts other people when we talk to them because they may think that we're, we have always been perfect. We are perfect. We never do anything wrong. That, that really hurts in parenting sometimes because our kids are learning and they're making mistakes and they're, they're seeing things and, and sometimes the way we present our past to our kids, it's as if, you know, man, I was always there at church. I was always taking notes. I was always great. I you know I never did this, never did that. And our kids may think, man, you know, I, I can't I can't live up to that. And the reality is we are all sinners. We all have a past. We all need a Jesus. And I like how Paul is honest about that. Now, later on, as he writes the Philippian letters, he he would bring this up again in some regards. He starts talking about his accomplishments and how he was going so fast in the Jewish religion and just excelling above all his contemporaries. And he would say in verse 13 of Philippians 3, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind... And reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That forgetting what lies behind. Now, again, that, that is a two, two way street that we need to remember. And we're going to talk about that. Um, in one way, our regrets can make us feel like failures. And our regrets can just make us say, I'm not good enough. I, I can't do anything right. In one way, that's true. But God still saves us. God still wants us. God still uses us. And and so the regrets we carry with us can just destroy us if we're not careful. we got to be realizing that in our spring cleaning, part of our past just needs to go. In this context, Paul's talking about his accomplishments. Yeah. And once again, that's something that we need to get over Okay, the who's who, the, the accolades, the trophies, the plaques, all those things, that's not going to get you into heaven. Those things really don't matter. What matters is your walk with Jesus, your faith. And so, again, there's some things that we need to do. We have a hymn, and I just mentioned this to Jason. We have a hymn. We don't sing it very often. I'm kind of glad because I just never liked this <laughs> hymn. But, but the hymn goes, you never mentioned him to me. And every time I've sung that hymn, I just think of names and faces in my past, and think about people in high school and in college, and all through my life. Well, I didn't tell that person about Jesus. I didn't, and 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 it just, it just makes you feel like I'm just an utter failure, and that's what regrets will do sometimes comparing yourself to another family. Here's a family, and and their kids seem to have it all together. My kids seem to be a wreck on the road. That can make you have regrets. Uh, We make regrets uh, spiritually, regrets financially. Lots of things we can look in our past and say, I wish I could go back and do that again, but you can't. And so how do we move on from those things, Jason? Yeah, well, I, I do think it is important to highlight here.
0: Okay. Uh, Paul says I'm forgetting what lies behind, reaching forward to what lies ahead. Clearly, this man is able to recall very vividly different things in his past, right? And so it is not that I'm somehow going to be able to forget whatever is unpleasant in my life and get to the point where I have no regrets. No, I would say that remembering and regrets are a part of life under the sun, right? But there is a difference between being consumed by my regrets the way that you were describing a moment ago and remembering in a way that drives me to the cross, right? Keeps me humble, keeps me Keenly dependent upon the grace and the steadfast love and and mercy of God, and so I I think that maybe is the divide, at least in my mind, that we need to explore for a few minutes. There are some. Let let let's look at the negative first of all. There are some who are so consumed by regret for the past. That they just can't seem to move on, right? And Roger, would you agree with me? That is not God's will
1: for our lives to live in a perpetual guilt trip. No, and 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 that's that's not healthy. And yes, you've made mistakes. Yes, you've said some things you shouldn't have said. And yes, you've let God down. And who who cannot say that? We all can say that. But but that can just defeat you and make you feel like, you know, I'm going to sit on the bench of life for the rest of my life because I don't deserve to be in the game. I don't deserve blessings. I don't deserve anything good in my life because I have messed up. Well, that that's not what God is wanting from you. God God's wanting you to rejoice. God's wanting you to enjoy his blessings. God wants you to have the hope of heaven in your heart. So part of this, part of dealing with your regrets is, number one, getting forgiveness from God. Secondly, and probably harder than that we put upon ourselves, is learning to forgive ourselves. If God forgives me, then I need to forgive myself, and I need to see that if God has wiped it clean, I need to wipe it clean. And in this context of spring cleaning, there's some regrets I just need to toss and realize, okay, I, I, you know, I should have done something different. I didn't do that. I'm going to move on and, and learn from that. And that's, that's part of that. And I think, I think the deep regrets that really cripple a lot of people today is their inability to forgive themselves. And something tragic has happened and there's been a death or there's been some crippling injury. And I should have seen that. I should have said something. I should have. And because I didn't, somebody else got hurt. And for the rest of your life, you never get over it. I've heard people say, I think about this every single day. I don't think that's healthy. And I don't think that's the way God wants us to be. And so part of this is learning to forgive yourself. Yeah.
0: If you're following along in our daily Bible reading schedule, we just this past Monday read John chapter 21, uh, that poignant scene where Jesus, the resurrected Christ, has that breakfast conversation on the shore of the Sea of Galilee with Peter, right? And I think if we could have in that moment pulled Peter aside and say, Peter, any regrets? (laughs) of course there were regrets, right? And yet he is, you can read it for yourself in John chapter 21, restored by the Lord, forgiven by the Lord, commissioned by the Lord, right? Go and tend my sheep, feed my lambs. And it is literally weeks later that Peter leads the charge in preaching the sermon uh, on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. The Lord will use Peter to write two of the most spectacular letters in all of the New Testament, right? Peter knew what it was to have regrets. He knew what it was to remember that night of Jesus's betrayal and his own denial, and yet it's fascinating if we put him side by side, for instance, with Judas on that same night. Both make terrible decisions, right? Both in their own way deny the Lord. Both experience terrible regret. One goes and ends his life. One is driven out and weeps bitterly, but he experiences that renewal. And to your
1: point earlier, Roger, God could still use him. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, if we had to be squeaky clean, there would be no one that God would use. Uh, you go through to Hebrews 11, and they all suffered, and they all had challenges, and they all uh, had to make decisions and choices. And so uh, the idea of what to do with our past, well, if we made mistakes, number one, don't let that cripple you. Don't let that hold you back. Don't let that make you think. Well, God doesn't want me. I'm inferior. I don't even belong on God's team. That's not true. And and that's that's one aspect of this. The other aspect of this is. Our past can help us. Yeah. Our past can keep us from making the same mistakes again. Uh, temptation ha- has a common bond to it. And, and once you've opened that door once, it comes knocking the same way again and again. And you start recognizing that. You start recognizing, you know, when I'm alone, I seem to have more trouble. When I'm, when I'm tired, I have more trouble. When things aren't going well, I seem to have more trouble. Well, you start recognizing that pattern, that past, Will help you to deal with the temptation and the troubles that Satan brings upon us. And that's that's just a great thing to keep before us. And and through that, you can help other people. Right. And you can look to your past. And maybe there's been a death. Maybe there's been some valleys you've gone through. Now you're on the other side. And you can sit down with somebody who's just beginning that valley. And you can tell them, this worked for me, this didn't work. This may happen to you, this is what I chose, and this is what I wish I could, would have done. And, and, and that pass through you can help encourage someone else and it can make, get them through that valley faster and better than maybe what you went through yourself. I think that is exactly
0: how God is using Paul, for instance, in Titus chapter 3. We listen to the pronouns that Paul uses. Remember, What we read from Acts 26, what he had done, right? And now he writes in Titus 3, verse 3, We ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior appeared, he saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, right? I mean, that was the point you drew out earlier, Roger, from Philippians. I'm, I'm counting all of my own righteousness, my own record as rubbish. God saved us according to his own mercy. Listen to this Spring cleaning language, if you will, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Paul is able to write to Jews and Gentiles and not just say, well, you need to do this or you can do this. He presents himself as... I don't deserve this. I am not worthy. I am the chief of sinners, but God saved me, and if he saved me, God can save anyone. What a
1: powerful way of using a transformed past. You know, I think another reason why the past can bother us sometimes is we've left some things undone, yeah. and maybe there's that person I ought to go apologize to, and I just haven't done it. Or maybe there's some things I need to make right, and I just haven't done it. And as long as I keep those things from being done, keep doing what I ought to do, that past is is right here. It's, It's right before my eyes. and And I know, but I just don't feel like doing it. I know, but I'm scared. And until you really get to those points and you do those things, then the past will become a past and that's something that i think also will help us with this another great passage i find is in the Reve- in the book of revelation chapter 2 written to the church at ephesus and we know the church at ephesus had lost their first love they 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 had all kinds of trouble here and in verse 5 there there are like three r's that come up here he says therefore remember where you have fallen remember that's a past can't remember if something's not there. And repent, that's the second R, okay? Change your ways. Don't keep doing what you're doing. And do the deeds you did at first. That's That implies a third R, and that's repeat. Repeat what you once did. Uh, I use this passage sometimes on couples when they're kind of fussing at each other and, <laughs> and say, well, you know, remember when you used to open the car door and a guy looks kind of down to the dirt? Yeah, yeah. And, and remember when you used to write him sweet notes? Yeah, yeah. Well, go back and do those things. And, and see what happens. And that remember, that repenting, that repeating of the first things that were right brings us where we need to be with the Lord. And, and in that way, the past helps us. Remember, now think about this. Remember the day you were baptized? For some of us, it's been a long time ago, but remember how excited you felt, how clean, how good you felt, Remember the first time if if you're a man that you led the public prayer or you led singing or you gave your first invitation. Remember the first time when a question was asked in Bible class and you knew the answer. You knew right where to turn in your Bible, how great that made you feel. Now, that might have been a long, long time ago, but go back and get that. Go back and repeat those things. Go back and grab that, because in that way, that past will help you. It will help you as you deal with the present today, and it will help shape your future as you walk with the Lord.
0: Roger, I think that's a great note on which to end. Remember, repent, And repeat. We're talking all about spring cleaning this month. And I have a feeling you know someone that might benefit from thinking through these simple spiritual points spring cleaning anger, spring cleaning the past. We appreciate you listening to the Heaven Bound podcast. We hope it's helped you set your mind on things above and given you a little more fuel for the journey. We would be honored and excited if you would take the time to share this contact or content with others. In the meantime, always remember, when you're walking with Jesus, you're heaven-bound, and the best is yet to come.